What up? What up? This is Chris. This is Rob. Wait, wait, wait. I'm Chris. <laughs> That's Rob. I hope you enjoy our show. Have a great time. Good morning. Morning. I'm doing great. Me too. Yeah. Hey, folks. If you don't know Soulful Femme, you should. That's right. We got Stephanie and Cheryl with us tonight. Oh my God. You want to talk about some phenomenal music, folks? You got to check them out. They just had their debut album. Yes. Oh, it's really good. oh my God. Yeah, we were listening to it. I like how you start off and feel like we're in church. Yes. Yeah. Right? That's right. Ready to get yeah, in. Yeah. Comes a sermon and let's go. I yeah. love it. That's right. Keep <laughs> yeah. Stephanie, you also go by Stevie, right? Yes, I do. Yes, that's my nickname. I, I've had that nick. Well, that's my nickname since I was a kid. I didn't even know my name was Stephanie until I, maybe I was in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> that's my report funny. card that says Stevie. And my mom says, You know your name's Stephanie, right? I said, Huh? <laughs> oh, okay. So. That's like my dad, he's from uh, Detroit and his name is Chuck and they called him Fred for ever <laughs> and he didn't Forever. know until he went into the military that, that his name was Chuck, Charles. Wow, and yours is Farley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, let me tell you. This is good. Anyway. This is going to be yeah, fun. We're, I we have problems, just so you know, I don't know if you've gotten any word from everybody else. We are, oh boy. Yes. Anyway, thank you guys for being on the show today, by the way. Thanks we for having here. us. Thanks. Thank you for inviting us. Well, let's talk. I, I was reading over your, some of your stuff real quick because I just research. I can talk and I get, we research and stuff. First of all, you guys come from two very different things Pittsburgh, and then I know Cheryl was, you, you went to Berkeley Music in, uh, in Boston, right? 150 so years ago. 150 yes. years ago. That's yes, awesome. 150 years, years ago. You look exactly. phenomenal, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you do great, it's interesting that you come from a, a separate area and then you came to Pittsburgh. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met uh, during a, um, there was a, a blues concert for women in blues. It was, I think it was Blues Goes Pink. It was for a, a breast cancer. And I was asked to perform uh, with these other incredible ladies. And Cheryl, of course, was one of the guitarists, you know, female guitarist. And she met me, I met her. We got the first rehearsal and I listened. So listen to this lady play guitar. I said, wow. And she asks me, if I would like to join and start a band, I guess, with the other guys in the group. And um, that's how it started. So, yeah. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. So where is, um, I mean, definitely got that nice blues. You have such a clean, fresh sound, which is which is what I love. And you can just get into the oh, yeah. sound in the group. Are, do you guys come from two different styles that you kind of mesh together? Like, yes. kind of explain where, where your influences and how they like connected sorry cheryl guys you first i think that a lot of our early influences are actually the same some okay. of them are very similar like we both loved uh marvin gay we both love shaka khan we both love stevie wonder um those are some of our you know back in the in the beginning 
Uh, I think where we differ is I'm also a, a uh, original Allman Brothers freakazoid, and that's putting it mildly. And uh, I, I love big horn bands like Tower of Power and uh, Blood, Sweat and Tears, where Stevie okay. comes from a little bit different background, you know, so it, it, it's together, but then it diverges somewhat. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I most more or less um, come from, I had a, 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 I guess, more of a classical background to say that, you know, I started violin and orchestra it's uh, in school and then my you know my, my mother played piano my she sang she did that in the church for years and um, for myself though we listened to a lot of show tunes a lot of things like that but then I come from uh, starting with Motown and then I moved into uh, rock uh, blues rock pro I'm a prog rock I'm a crazy prog rock lady I I love prog rock a lot of folks said huh but yeah i i yeah that influence uh like the similarities like she'll say with you know stevie wonder Jimi hendrix mm -hmm. um uh uh and, and the, those are just the, the male then you get to the female vocalists uh, i i i have an eclectic you know array of music that i just listen to everything and i love everything so but the, for my music for my music though i i come from funk like the big yeah. the, the funk bands, you know, um, uh, uh, horn bands as well, you know, um, the Ohio players, you know, the horns on that, yeah. you know, yeah, okay, those guys were like, yeah. and just things like that. So um, we're we're all over the place, honey, all over the map. Oh yeah, love yeah. it. Well, that's the best part is that you can come from all over the place. It doesn't even have to be exactly what you're doing. You can pull from so many different ways, yes. you know. Uh, yeah. Like you said, you grew up in the church. You have probably some influences that you bring in there that's that's drawn in as well. That's really mm -hmm. cool. Um, do you have, I don't know if you had a question, but I can keep going. Oh, keep going. No, no, he's not. When he gets on the wall, he's going to go. All right. He's on a roll. Don't interrupt. He's on a roll. Okay. You know it. Well, I'm always interested when you get two people together um, to start a band that how the writing goes. Like, does somebody come up with a concept ahead of time and brings it over and this is what I'm looking for and then you mix in or do you guys come in to the studio and say okay we're going to write now or is it both I think our process since this was our first CD as a duo we we had we ha we have a release CD from the five piece that we had we started as the five piece and then we evolved to a duo uh based on um actually the need to do things our way to interpret music our way and we felt like yeah. we could best do that as a duo and then augment when we need to which is what we do but the writing process on this project was more the songs were already written some years ago some more recent but it, everything was already written before we got into the studio okay I, I think, okay. yeah, there was only maybe two songs that were written while we were in the studio. And don't forget COVID kind of, this was a three-year project because of COVID. Right. And we started in Studio A, we ended up in Studio B, and we ended up with a, a Grammy award-winning uh, producer, Rick Wachowski. Oh, nice. Perfect. Oh, okay. He heard our music and he said, oh, I would love for you guys to do it here because he just fell in love with our writing, which, you know, so I, th th that that being said, 
for this project, it, the writing, most of the writing was done prior to studio. Okay. Uh, that, but, but now moving on to the next project, um, which we've been asked to do and record in California, um, we are coming together as writers. Where in California? Yeah. Um, we've got two different offers coming out. Um, one's near San Diego. The, uh, you look at him. He's like, is that where you guys are at? No, we're in California, but it's a long oh, state. Yeah, we're exactly. We're like it's a long Eastern state. That's right. It is a long state. That's right. It's a oh, long. Yeah. San Diego is about um, not all as far as away as you can. Eight get. hours. Okay. About eight hours. Yeah, it's a long. That's a long state. That's, yeah, you go on vacation and then to the other place. Yeah. Well, plus they want us to come out uh, and do some blues out in California. They're trying yeah. to get us out there. Um, we have some great blues festivals. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what we but would like yeah, to. That's our eventual goal is to, is to get into the, you know, we do blues festivals, but we would like to do them, you know, down south, up in New England, California, yeah. everywhere, everywhere. Get our sound around and, and, and um, say, I guess, take our music message everywhere. I guess you could say. Uh, that's good. So, Sandy, the other spot was where you might be able to go? studio life the, the 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 guy's name is barry levinson and i he goes between las vegas and california and i'm not exactly sure where in california yeah, probably LA. Um, yeah. it might be la oh, i know I think, LA. I, I think it's most likely la yeah yeah uh the other one is more uh the bay area that's and that's uh close. That's yeah. close. well and they want us to come out and play in the bay area i know oh, that's yeah. where they want yeah like the East Bay, the South Bay, especially like Pleasanton area, San Jose area, they do a lot of music, even a little bit in San Francisco too. Chico has a yeah. festival too with Sierra Nevada. That's right. There's a big yeah. There's some Chico. There's a lot out here. There, there's a lot of blues happening out there, and they they want us to come out there. So what they're doing is, uh, they they want us to host like this monster jam, and then they want to get us a string of dates out there. Yes, we would love it. We would yeah, phenomenal. We would love it. We'd love to come see you guys play. Yeah. Please come. Oh my gosh, we could have a good time. We would miss you. We would we would be there. We would <laughs> oh gosh, that would be so much fun to come see. It it's just oh, yeah. such a great thing when we've interviewed oh, somebody yeah. and then we get to meet them. Oh yeah, that's yeah. so we like to go and everybody that we've interviewed via Zoom or wherever else. Our goal is to try and meet them somewhere, somehow, go watch them, go talk to them some way. And that would be just a great opportunity for us to meet you as if you guys came up to Northern California. But we want to do road trips. So that would be fine too. Well, Pet Pittsburgh seems like a pretty good spot too. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of good music happening in Pittsburgh lately. That's there there really is. There's Pittsburgh there's is uh, there's a lot. Yeah, since uh this this summer there's been music festival after music festival, all, I mean, all kinds of music. Jazz, there's a jazz festival coming up. There, of course, then there's a, we just did Picklesburg. You never, you heard of Picklesburg yet? Yeah, I've heard of Picklesburg. Really? Check that out. It's, and, and we had all these musicians and every day there was music, um, two different stages on the bridge, Andy Warhol bridge, you know, and it was just, it was great. Um, which we did, what was the other one we did? We did uh, the Pittsburgh Blues and Roots Festival, which Blues is a big festival. Yes, 
we also did the Millvale Music Festival, which has 250 bands performing. Yeah, 250 bands performing. All yeah. these venues, yeah. Different venues yeah. And on, the, on, on the street, in, cl in clubs, Everywhere. restaurants, and the whole area is just, just okay. music. And you can walk to see music, eat, whatever you want to do. Yeah. It and, was then we, and then we just uh, finished up the Heritage Blues Festival in Wheeling, really? which is a phenomenal, uh, you know, world-renowned blues festival. And we played the main stage. We were very honored to do that this year. Um, I think this CD has really opened some doors for us because yeah. it's been on the charts since June 4th when mm -hmm. we released it. And it's been there ever since. Right. So, you know, I we're think- pleasantly, we, We're so happy about that because it was surprised, yeah. pleasantly surprised, because what? Really, I mean, we're in the car. I think we, where were we? We were traveling from somewhere, and somebody said it's a message. We're in the car screaming, "What? You know, great! This is great!" And had no idea that this was happening. And I'm just, we're, we're happy. We're Absolutely, tickled. that is awesome. <clears throat> Are yeah. you? Um, I'm gonna keep going. Hold on, you hold jump on, in. So you on. go. But uh -oh. <laughs> we just talked about Pittsburgh. We got to give a shout out to Michael Stover. I mean, that guy. Yes, that's true. Oh, uh, he's a. I don't know how he does what he does, and I'm a very organized person. I told him, I said, I don't know how you do what you do, and how award-winning manager. He's he's won awards for the you know what he does. Oh my God, he's in the. Let me tell you something. He is an amazing, an amazing talent. Um, he's very he's very passionate about uh, the acts that he represents. Yes. And, uh, I agree. Um, Guy's amazing. We're yeah, lucky to him. have him. Yeah, he's yeah. a great guy. Great yeah. guy. So, Michael, like always, thank you, sir. We appreciate yeah. you as well. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. So, a couple of a question that I always like to ask is this: because we're all learning a little bit about music everywhere we go and any way we go. And so, don't farling me. Anyway, so <laughs> with you guys what bit of advice would you give somebody that's younger to have them work on or for us it's sports and we always talk about the first step so for you guys in music what would be technically your first step to help people become better oh wow you laid it on hard on them man. hey yeah. let's go no, 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 no. We're fearless. Go ahead, Steve. Okay. All right, let's go. Okay, what I'm going to tell those who are young, you, know, you got to learn the business of music business because you can do music. Oh, yeah, I'm in the music business, but you know, don't know a, you know, a darn thing about the business of yeah, music. I get it. And there's a lot that goes to it. And you know, if I had learned that, I wish they had taught me that in school when I was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can do this, you can do it, but didn't say anything about, you know, there's taxes, there's all other kinds of things you need to know, and all, and it's, it's a business, and to treat it as such, and then there's the music, and unfortunately, you know, you try to think, you want to incorporate it all at the same time, and, but I, but I think the first things first is learn your craft, and do it well learn learn your craft because we send our children to school and we teach that you want they want to do music and you can't do it halfway you got to go all the way with it yeah. learn as much as you can listen to older folks 
listen to those who've done it and 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 listen to what they're telling you because a lot of them have the experience behind them come prepared uh, as a vocalist some people just say oh you're just a singer don't ever say that to me ever uh, don't ever say that to me but, but to her no don't try it don't ever <laughs> that. uh no because i've you know I've, I've been in the trenches for you know quite some time and i'll tell you what i've learned i teach voice okay i'm a vocal coach and um but i had to learn just like everybody else how to learn how to sing just can't just get up there some well some people can but you have to learn how to sing you have to learn how like i said learn your craft learn how to work that microphone and ladies and guys if you're a vocalist make sure you have your own equipment okay you can, you can be a guitar player but you got your fingers but you need a guitar right okay go with it with your voice bring your own microphone have a sound system learn to use that and have a pa right learn if you want the sound you, you a sound man is doing and the sound of your voice you want it to be right yeah. This is what I want, highs, lows, mids, whatever it is you need, but know it. Know what you're talking about. You know, I'm going to pull a Farley on this. Oh, God, here we Just go. Just because she's talking right now. And we'll explain the Chris Farley thing as soon as we end the show. We'll stay on and I'll explain. I love part. Chris. I love him. <laughs> but it's actually speaking to what you just said. I was at a Lucas Graham concert and Lucas Graham was talking about the he had been there two years before and there was a dead zone on the stage and he was having a problem with the sound and he worked with the engineers there about that and they fixed it and the next time he came he was talking about how much they improved because those kids and it's at uc berkeley and those kids are learning about how in their school and learning about their craft yeah. and they learned how to fix it using lucas graham as their kind of their person to do that so when you're talking about learning your craft that just falls right into yeah. somebody who's at that level but came to berkeley to help support them and then these kids learn that craft in what they learn in sound yeah right so. exactly exactly and a lot and and you know when i i'm not gonna say how long ago i was in school but it was a long time ago just a couple hours ago right you just got oh, yeah. out relax and yeah i got you. right they taught none of that none of Ooh, that man but isn't that an amazing thing to be able to figure out and learn. And when you're on stage and understand that you have that and maybe how to correct that, that's all about learning your craft. Learning your craft. And, and also I've noticed a lot of vocalists, the, the band is like screaming and they're like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. You're trying to compete with, you know, your, your, your voice is organic. This is, you know, your, your instrument is an organic instrument. You can't do that. Just can't, oh, I broke it. I'm going to go to the shop and get it fixed. That is, does not happen like that. So, you know, you have to tell the band. You, yes. Well, that's all part of being professional too. That's I all mean, part of being, but you can be professional, but you just got to know, you have to be able to know yeah. the, and a lot of them don't know that and and or they don't, are afraid to say something to the band you know i'm afraid to say now speak yeah. up communication between the singer and the band as well oh, yeah. right yeah yeah somebody's not saying hey you need to pick it up or hey you need to tone it down it doesn't work it's Definitely. not cohesive it doesn't work and you want to get a musician musicians that listen to the listen to the vocalist you got to watch the vocalist how what they're doing um, 
it, it's it's amazing that there's so much that goes into live performances and is in a difference in recording studio i love being in the recording studio because if you really mess up you're going to hear a whole bunch of stuff but it, it puts you to your it puts you to the test you, yeah you, you, I get you. Yeah, it has to be right and um and you have to convey what you're trying to say to people in a recording as opposed to i'm live and i'm showing you i'm feeling this but you got to put that on the record as well that's that's a little difficult sometimes yeah. You both have performed, you know, obviously you guys have been in music for many years. Now that you're out performing again after the whole craziness that we're, you know, and still really kind of going through, what do you feel about the audiences now as opposed to before? Because I know going out recently to some shows, people are a lot happier at shows than they were in the past. Oh, yeah. But they're yeah, afraid I to kind of be like they used to be where they'd come right up the stage and they'd start dancing. A lot of people are sitting until they get to a certain point. I noticed that bands that have said, get up and dance, then people will dance. It's like they almost need permission. Yeah, you yeah. tell them. The yeah, you can, you can dance if you want to. You can, you can dance. You have, we have to say that these days now. Yeah, yeah it's I, different, I, yeah. but they're happy at it, the same time. They're just glad to be like, out doing stuff. <laughs> I think before COVID, you know, it was just the status quo and there were live bands everywhere. And, and then yeah. we went through that period. And when they started to open up, festivals and and uh clubs you know people are still a little leery especially now it's coming back where they're 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 closing some clubs and canceling yeah. some festivals but people were just i think they took it for granted yes all yeah. that we could do right whether it was music or go to the grocery store or just whatever we took it for granted yes. and i think for for stevie and i that was a really good time to you know we were we were dedicated to finishing this CD um, before we did, moved on to the next project. Because we had been asked to record in California. We we're like, we want to finish this project first. Oh, good this call. was supposed to come on us, right? Because we really believed in this project. Yeah. Um, from, the, from the moment we decided, the, the, from the hymn, from the second we decided that the hymn was going on it and it was bookending it till what filled in between. And so yeah audiences now really seem to appreciate it more yeah. some of them depending yeah. on how much they drink you know they're up there dancing i right. think that's any time the, yeah. festival, <laughs> yeah, the, festival, the festivals that we play you know it's most the festivals are outdoors so it's, it seems like a little safer right um people are more relaxed in an outdoor setting but in the club setting it's a, it's starting to get just a little bit you know because of all it's getting this better back. it's getting better and, and everyone's so appreciative so we are we missed you. we missed you we missed you we missed you we missed live music we missed it and we missed them too so yeah you know that uh somebody that i work with the pastors training talks about the rhythm of life and music is the vital part of that so i believe that that's a big part of being out there um, seeing and hearing music live is a big part of that of happiness and bringing the rhythm of life back. And I love and appreciate how you said that we appreciate it more where before it was just the standard. Mm -hmm. So it was I, a standard, right? In the blues festivals, and we noticed too. We you know we played Pittsburgh Blues Festival before. We've done Heritage before, but this year it was different. People just seem to be happier, you know, a, a kinder. Uh, more excited to be where they were. We were so excited to be where we were. 
Yeah, right. right? Because we never knew. We, we didn't know, like, is this ever going to, you know, is this ever going to happen again? Yeah. All of us. COVID kind of put, whether you were Tommy Castro, Joanna Connor, Bernard Allison, mm-hmm. Stevie and Cheryl, it kind of put everybody on a pl- the level playing field. It right. just leveled us all. Right. And I think a lot of us took advantage of that downtime to write, to record. Yeah, a lot of people were recording. Oh, yeah, my goodness, right. yes. A lot yeah, of people. A lot of people are just become recording artists, right? They're not yeah. really performing out there, but they're putting out content. Yes. Right, right. Exactly. exactly. So I want to go into the recording artist thing. Um, and it's not a thing, so excuse my verbiage. But I've we've talked to a few guests that have sat there and said there are recording artists and there are performers, live performers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, do you agree with that, or do you think that it's kind of, eh, what do you guys think? Well, I could tell you what I think. I think to a certain extent that's true. Okay. Um, from being a studio musician myself, I know a lot of musicians that they don't perform out. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, they're incredible in the studio, and they're comfortable in the studio okay it's just their personality type they'd rather go there read off a chart play that straight out and that's that's what they love i understand it because stevie and i both work in the studio Mm -hmm. um i I think a a a really prime example because they didn't perform for a very long time live would be steely dan steely dan was more in the early days yeah those those are all studio guys you see guys yep Right. There was a lot of that going around though back then. A lot of there's a lot of musicians mm-hmm. that were all studio, and then they said, "Oh, let's try to do this live." Uh, I, I think it's. I, I agree with Cheryl. It's a little of both. I think there. Then there are those <clears throat> who I I I love the studio, and I love live performance as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are those who just are more content with just doing the recording. I get it. You know, session session workers, they love that. And they do well. A lot of them do very well. Even some singers, which I've done, you know, they. Do you think for some of those folks that just like to stay in the studio, do you think that being on stage is outside of their comfort zone and that's why they wouldn't do it? For some, I think, I believe for some, some maybe that haven't had, I guess, maybe they put themselves in that that box i guess and don't want to come out of it um and then there are those who were, were in that box and then somebody said hey why don't you just try going out and then they oh i like it and they yeah can do both but yeah and then there's, there's <laughs> and then there's stevie and i who when we hit the stage it's kind of like bam in your face yeah, we're kind of in your face we're in your face yeah, we're in your face. yeah. yes yeah we're in your face that's it yeah you need to check out that colorado we, we did a show in colorado um yeah that that it's it's on youtube i think what was the colorado show what was that colorado women in blues women in colorado women in blues and um i guess um our girl bridget kelly fix she asked us to, to do it and she'd never really heard us but we were friends and all that, like Facebook friends. She had no idea. And 
we got off the stage says we weren't ready for that <laughs> well we're yeah, here I, I don't even know. Have to deal with it yeah she was she like had I no don't idea. Even know we had no idea so well yeah i don't i'm not exactly sure what i just saw but we're i know yeah, we aren't shy on stage no. i guess we're we're not, we're not shy to, well we're not that shy period but no. but no. we're on stage it's like a little bit yeah yeah you know we're there yeah. let me ask this i don't i've never asked this before um but you guys the youth the more youthful how do i say this the the content of today right mm -hmm. it's all about marketing somebody as opposed to yeah i know i knew i was going to hit a chord when i said that right that's why yeah. i didn't yeah. figure out how i was going to say oh here it how comes we got that all right here we go but in saying that are there any people in the youth coming up that you do appreciate what they're doing and providing and that you can see yeah see she's like no no that all the new stuff's really bad oh but no I'm trying to I, see if there might be something connecting couple oh for sure are you first okay for me I the, new, the new stuff uh, first of all i love uh marcus king Mm. I love Alan Stone. I love Larkin Poe. First time I heard Larkin Poe, I, I fell in love with them. Their, their, their style, their vocals, their harmonies, the, the, the style of music that they do. I love Larkin Poe. Okay, so there's a lot of talent. Um, Kingfish is incredible. Yeah. There's a lot of young kids out there. Um, um, we're big fans with, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm, my brain's going dead. That's part of being old is your brain goes dead um uh cat cat riggins we're a huge uh, fan of cat riggins okay there's a lot of people out there in the blues i mean stevie probably would have more outside i i, I, I i'm looking at not just blues i'm looking at everything not just right. you know every everybody um you know the the like my girl lizzo i, I i'm digging her i'm digging where she's coming from okay nice. i I've, okay yeah you know that i um I'm listening to um oh what's it uh what's his name um John Baptiste ba Baptiste I listened to him John Baptiste um you know I'm, I'm there are some there are some who actually who can sing and they're not yeah. auto tune. Thank you. That's what I was trying to go away from in the wording yeah. as well as the auto tune marketing world of what music has become and you turn it on and you're just like this is just just filth and people are all over and the kids can't they just go nuts about it they go nuts about it they don't know any better they don't know any better that's it they yeah, just don't I, know any better they don't because this is what they're coming this is what they're they're learning and it's like and then you get the kid but then you get those young ones who actually you know are listening and studying their music and said i'm sitting there saying where are these kids gonna go where are they gonna play what what is gonna happen to them because they they're passionate I could see it and you could nurture it and let it grow. And it's, but the, what are they going to do? What could they, what are they going to do? Yeah. So I was watching this documentary on Netflix and it was with Mark Ronson. At least I think mm -hmm. it was Netflix. With Mark, Mark Ronson. Winehouse. Yes. Yeah. In regards to the auto tune. And the auto tune was a derivative of actually sonar. And that's how they came up with uh, it. And it was total fluke to utilize the auto-tune and to get that sound. Yes. So just an FYI, I thought I would throw that out there because somebody that I really like that does the auto-tune is T-Pain. And he got ostracized, in my opinion, 
for utilizing that, but he can sing and people don't realize that. And I think that somebody that has a really good voice doesn't need to utilize the auto-tune, but T-Pain went that way and he wanted to try something different. So I don't know. Well, you know, there's two sides to every coin, right? So it's true. It's, 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 it, you're going to get pros and cons to every artist, every style, every genre, every, everything. Right. Yes. But I mean, you didn't have to auto tune Gladys Knight. Oh, God, no. Nope. Aretha Franklin, Franklin. Uh, Nancy Ross. Wilson, yeah. uh, Barbara Streisand. You didn't have to auto tune them. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I and <laughs> I think Cheryl's like, what? <laughs> this guy, Mariah or Whitney. Well, yeah. that, exactly. You did not have to auto tune those no. ladies. No. And um and, and a lot of these artists, stars, or whatever, these, you know, up there, they're auto-tuned. I'm saying, excuse me, if you get them in the studio. Okay, fix it. Yeah. Yes. And then when you go to their big, huge stadium concerts, and they're just lip syncing the whole time. Yeah. Because well, they're dancing around. You cannot dance like that and sing the way that they're singing. No, not really. No, maybe a few breaths here and there, have the thing with the mic on the side. Yeah. Sing a little yeah. bit. Stop. Then, okay, I'm dancing again. Stop lip syncing. I don't know. It doesn't happen like that. No. <laughs> I love these two. I do too. Oh my God. I'm having so much fun. I know. We're hitting the top there, though. Yeah. the ball. So, we want to ask you who would you guys like to give a shout out to? Yeah, good idea. Oh, hey, Cheryl. Um, for me, my, um, first of all, Rick Wachowski for this CD, because without his ear mm. and his eyes and um, his vision, he just believed in our vision. So, Rick Wachowski, it goes out there. And okay. to all that believed in us, I, you know, from from uh, uh, Joanna Connor and Bernard Allison, who graced this CD with their talent. I mean, if you listen to them playing on the CD, it's amazing. Um, My favorite is Joanna when she did uh, when I did uh, Forty Under, because I, you know, I like blues rock too. So that's kind of rocky type of song. She tore oh, yeah. it up. She tore up. The girl, yeah. my gosh! But I, I'd like to give a shout out to. And, Including Rick, but the musicians who who performed, uh, Mark Byers, who actually was a Nisi, um, Nisi, uh, she's was the executive producer, I believe, on it, right, Cheryl? And right. Um, yeah. Yeah. the but the musicians, we have Pittsburgh musicians, a lot of Pittsburgh musicians on the CD, and yeah. a lot of them were accomplished musicians, and they they, oh, yeah. uh, Chuck Anderson, um, Howie Alexander, John Hall, um, even. Um, who Brian else is Edwards. on this show? Who? Brian, Brian Edwards. Edwards. Brian Edwards. So they, you know, and, and, and that process of, of choosing those musicians is, is something that Stevie and I really work hard at. Here's right. song. Yeah, we did. That was rough. Yeah. yeah. We don't blanket a, a CD and say we're going to hire these five guys and that's it. No, it's tailored per song. Yeah. That's what we do. One guy, but he performed a lot on a couple of a lot of songs. Uh, Chuck Anderson, he played mm -hmm. bass, keys, wow. um, drums. and drums. On several and that they just can play everything, huh? And just for the record, Chuck Anderson played the B3 on the hymn. Uh, yeah, Chuck Anderson did the B3 on the, on the hymn. Amazing musician, amazing musician. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we want to talk forever, but we got a we got a time limit. But well, we got a shout out. We got a shout out on our, our own. sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. Thank you for sponsoring right. us on our podcast. Um, we also would like to thank you two for sponsoring us as well. Thank you all. Thank you, folks. Thank you for Soul Femme. Yeah, Soul and Femme. We can't wait. To, we want to see you live, so that's yes. going to have to happen. So we're, we're going to go. We're going to come. We're going we're gonna to say what up with Rob and Chris because that's this right. is yeah. this was the show, man. This you know. We love you guys. You guys are amazing. Yeah. And uh, what up? we'll uh, catch you guys on the next show.